This is a Dreamcast disc and is for use only on a Dreamcast unit. Playing this disc on a hi-fi or other audio equipment can cause serious damage to its speakers. Dreamcast, up to six billion players. Welcome back to the stage of history. Why don't we play together? Hey, 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 it's time to make some crazy money. Are you ready? Here we go! Please stop this disc now. Now, 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 now. Okay, is this thing on? This thing on? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's recording now. Hello, everybody. My name is Tom, and you are listening to episode 40 of the Dreamcast Junkyard Dream Pod. Uh, there's only two of us here today, uh, myself. Which is me, obviously, and uh, and Ross. Hello, Ross. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm sure everybody who is listening to the podcast is also screaming into their iPods or phones, saying, "Yes, we're fine too." Uh, that's uh, the... yeah. That's a bit of a habit picked up from teaching English in Japan. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you today? <laughs> oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Yeah. Uh, just to let people know that this was quite an impromptu recording. We were just chatting on Facebook, and we decided, you know what? Let's uh, let's just make a podcast. And then we tried to log on with our usual service, which is Mumble. Um, the server is down. So then we quickly scrabbled around on the internet looking for a way to record a podcast without using Mumble, and we ended up using Skype with a thing called Call Recorder, which is free. So if it doesn't sound as professional and amazing as usual that's why you can point all of your complaints towards mumble that's mumble.com uh, and uh, i'll be doing the same thing after this as well so thanks to mumble for that however all of these problems will not stop us from delivering quality content for you our dear listeners uh, I, I use the term quality in the loosest possible sense naturally um but let's begin as we always do ross uh you have been playing on something that isn't a dreamcast would you like to tell the girls and boys what it is yeah, um, are we talking about the thing we're going to talk about later? Uh, yeah, go, go for it, do it now. <laughs> Alright, yeah, well, um, the PSVR came out only um, about three or four days ago. Um, the nearest place to me is Osaka, which is is fairly far from where I live, so I had to go up yesterday on a train and pick it up, brought it home yesterday night and been playing it since then. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, well, it, well it's, it's it's impressive. But I think you'll enjoy it a lot more if you haven't already experienced something like the Vive. If if you've played a lot of the Vive, then uh, it's it's not on the same level, in my opinion. Um, and the risk of this turning into already the, the PlayStation VR or the PlayStation Four podcast or whatever you want to call it, um, I had the opportunity to pre-order the, the VR, but instead I put my money on the PS4 Pro. So you did what? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, Tom, I can't believe you did that. What are you saying? Are you saying you hate v- v- VR or something? Exactly what I'm saying, yeah. I hate VR, I hate all new technology, and I'm just a complete Luddite. Um, oh dear. Yeah, so, no, not at all. Um, yeah, uh, I am going round to a friend's house on Wednesday next week to experience the PlayStation VR. I don't hate VR. I'm going to the, P- the VR World Expo in London in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, with work as a, a member of the press, believe it or not. So uh, I'll be going and doing that and speaking to some people from PSVR and HTC and all these other companies that are creating new VR like headsets and apps and games and things. So that'll be quite... But uh, yeah, I, I just thought to myself, I, I'm just a sucker for new technology when it comes to consoles. I, I really want a, PSVR, a PS4 Pro for some reason. Call me an idiot. Then that's what I am. But. 
No, I, I've got one pre-ordered as well, but my reason is a little different to yours probably. Um, about six or seven months ago, my PS4, just while I was playing it, decided to just stop working. Um, I've got no idea why. Um, I called up Sony, and I'd just passed my window for it being um, in warranty, so they wouldn't repair it, and they, they wanted to charge me, I think it was 26,000 yen, which is about 200 pounds. To, to repair it and of, of course I was like no no way I'd rather just that's what's buying a new one yeah well what I, what I did is I, I sold the broken one on eBay um, I had to send it to Europe so after postage I only made about 50-60 quid or something but still it was something and then I thought I'd put that towards a new PS3 and then I heard the PS um, Pro was coming out and I thought well if, I'm, if I have to buy a new system anyway it might as well be the Pro I, I always find that people act like, you know, if you, if you say you're going to buy a PS4 Pro, they go, oh, why don't you wait for a Scorpio? Well, you can buy them both. You don't have to just have one, you know. Anyway, we're getting a bit off topic. This is the... Well, this, yeah, and, well, oh, and I'm, sorry. As you know, I'm more of a PC gamer now than anything else, but, um, yeah, yeah I, you know, well, well as, the main appeal for PS Pro for me is, like, I'm, I'm worried that the regular PS3 won't... PS4. Be, sorry, PS4 won't be at all, nothing's future-proofed, but it won't last very long in terms of being able to do VR stuff. I think it's already pushing its limits to do what, VR how, stuff instead of frame rate. One, thing, one system that's lasted longer than that, Will, is the Dreamcast. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is testament to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from the PSVR, have you played, uh, have you played Res Infinite? Uh, yes, I was playing Res Infinite today and yesterday. I have only played the first four levels. I haven't, I'm taking my time with it. I want to enjoy it. I haven't played the new Area X, which is one of the biggest features. So, um, yeah, I can't comment on that. But the rest of the game, yeah, it's, it's great. It's Res. Again, it's Res. We all love Res. It's it's in, you know, if you, if you don't have PS VR, then you're going to be able to play it in 1080p. It looks beautiful. Um, it complements VR perfectly. Um, a few of the games, like, like the Emotion, like I was playing um, Rigs, I think it's called, and uh, um, something else, can't remember the name now, but they're like driving or flying games. Uh, Elite, that was it, Elite. No, sorry, not Elite. Uh, Eve, Eve Valkyrie. Those two games, they kind of made me feel a bit queasy when I was playing them, but Res doesn't at all. I think it's because it's like slowly, uh, uh, slow at a steady pace, just drifting along through this um, very surreal non-realistic kind of world you don't you don't feel that sickness at all yeah. so just, yeah it's great and it's, can I just yeah. pick you up on something Ross you, you called it Eve Valkyrie and yeah. uh, along with your pronunciation of Naomi uh, that's, a, that's a new pronunciation on me because I always Naomi I thought it was Naomi I will, <laughs> Naomi I will, Naomi, I will stand by if you—that's the fucking pronunciation. That, Naomi. It's fucking not. But it's Eve Naomi. Valkyrie, I have no idea. How do you pronounce that then? What Va- Valkyrie? Val. What did Val- I say? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. You Valkyrie. said Valkyrie. 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 Anyway, enough of this ah, nonsense. Enough of this I nonsense. I say Valkyrie. <laughs> you sell Valkyrie. Whatever. Um, speaking of res, um, we had res on the big screen at uh, Play Expo Manchester, which was the big event that me and Rob. We're at last weekend. I'm sure you saw the pictures on Facebook. I did. Yeah. Wish I could have been there. Yeah, likewise, yeah. Wish I could have been there as well. Obviously, it's a bit far for you to just, like, jump on a bus. And... <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Patreon covers, quite no. covers it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so Play Expo Manchester, as you probably saw, and for those people listening, is a big event. It's held in Manchester every year, a thing called Event City, a big event, um, like, uh, exhibition centre. And, yeah, it's just a massive celebration of, like, current-gen gaming, retro gaming. There's loads of people selling stuff. Again, the Junkyard had a stall or a booth or whatever you want to call it in the uh, community zone alongside um, people like, uh, you know, Borders Down, the, the forum. They had a, a big display there with loads of consoles oh, yeah. kind of next to them. And, um, yeah, it was really, really good fun. We spoke to loads of people who listened to the podcast. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out as well to a guy called... Uh, Lee Lee James Peak, who's on the Facebook group, he said he listens to this podcast in his van when he's driving around for work. Oh, yeah. I said I said I'd mention his name so that when he's listening to it and he's at work, he'd uh, you know he'd be able to go. Oh, that's me. They're talking about. So Lee, this is for you. The shout out is for you. So, anyway, stop listening to this and carry on working, you lazy bastard. Right. Um, while we're at Play Expo Manchester, I managed to have a bit of a wander around and I picked up quite a few games for the Dreamcast. Um, just because there were a couple of sellers there who were selling stuff quite cheap, one of whom is a guy called Alan McCluskey, who again is a member of our Facebook group. Yes, oh, yeah, I've did. heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he, he sells product. He, he almost exclusively sells Japanese games uh, for a, r- a range of consoles, not just the Dreamcast. But mate, his stall it, it, it was like a jumble sale, but a really good jumble sale. He just had like boxes of, of random games, and it, it, it was mocked. Do you know what I mean? There was just people like climbing over each other to try and like dig through these boxes of games. It was just surreal. Um, he didn't just have games, he had like loads of hardware as well. He had like loads of like weird like Pippin Atmark stuff and loads of like clone consoles and uh, he had some nice special edition like Hello Kitty Dreamcasts and that kind of thing. A uh, bit above my price range, but I did pick up some games from him. Uh, I got uh, I got Tetris 4D and uh, Rival Schools 2, the Japanese version. And mm. uh, yeah, I also got some other things from a couple of other sellers. I got a Dream Flyer, you know, that thing where you could make your own flyers and send them via email. Even though, yeah, I've got that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't do anything with it these days. But I just like it's a nice thing to have for like a couple of quid. I've never know. tried. Can you, can you even like get on and make a flyer or something? I don't know. I've never tried using it. Well, Maybe, I, yeah. I put it into my Dreamcast, and it basically just comes up, uh, you know, the the main menu screen. But it won't let you go past that. I I, I I would imagine it's looking for an internet connection, so it might just be completely useless. I don't know. But I can't read Japanese, so I can't see what I can't understand what it says. I could send you a screenshot yeah. and see if you could tell me what it's saying. But uh, well, yeah, if you, if you do, or I'll try it someday. Anyway. Yeah, when yeah. I forget chance. I uh, I did pick up a couple of other things as well. Uh, I got the King of Fighters 2002. Um, oh, that's the best best in the series, in my opinion. A lot yeah. of people don't think that, but I like it. I think it's, it's yeah, I think it's one of the best. Do you know when we did the fighting podcast a few months ago? And um, mm. I, I think it was Rob or some. I can't remember who it was. Now you chose one of the King of Fighters games as their least favorite fighting game. I could just go back and listen to it, but I couldn't remember which one it was. I couldn't remember if it was 2000, 2001, or 2002, and. 2000 and 2001 are known to be not very good, I right. think. Okay. One of them's made by some Korean developer, or maybe both of them. Okay, I should, like I, said, I, I should just go back and listen to it, but I'm too, far too lazy. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not 2000. 2002 is great. I mean, um, like, 94 to 97 are, like, main series games, and then 98 is a dream match where it, they put all the characters together in one, like, well, inverted commas, dream match, like, scenario. And then um, after that, 99 to 2001, a regular series again, and then 2002 is another dream match. So that's why there's like so many characters. Yeah, yeah. They did a um, they did a really good uh, article on it, like a, a feature on the King of Fighters series in Retro Gamer magazine a few issues back. Mm. I say a few; it's probably about a year ago now. It was written by a guy called Nick Thorpe, who uh, who I know in real life. Um, it was really comprehensive, really really cool as well. So that might be worth checking out. People who like King of Fighters. Um, the other big thing I got was a, uh, a fully boxed PAL 
Samba de Amigo Maracas set. And that's oh, yeah. a guy who I know from Twitter. His Twitter handle is Arcade Koala. And mm. uh, he had two two box sets and he, he messaged me on Twitter like a week before the event and said, I've got two box sets of Samba. Do you want one of them? And I was like, of course I do. You know, I haven't, I've never played Samba de Amigo, weirdly. Oh, really? No, I've never oh, played wow. it up until now, obviously. Um, and he said, yeah, he, 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 the one I've got here off him, he, um, he actually won that in a competition on Dream Arena back in the day. And huh. so it came directly from Sega Europe as a uh, competition prize. And uh, yeah, he sold it to me for like 60 quid. So that was a really good. Oh, wow. Prize. That is good mates rate. So. Yeah, that is brilliant. So thank you massively to him. Uh, because I got that at the event, I also picked up Samba de Amigo version 2000, which I believe is yeah. an updated version. Is that right? Yeah, it's got a few extra songs or something. I can't tell you exactly, but it's got a few extra songs. Have you tried it yet since getting it? I've got to be honest, I haven't actually hooked it up yet. That's because my reason for this is that all the TVs from the event are still in the car because I haven't. <laughs> I just can't be asked like opening the boot and getting all the cars out, all the cars out, all the, all the tellies out of the boot. So the tellies are still in the car. But when yeah, I, I saw bothered, I someone someone sent us a message saying to us. Um, Oh, I've got a couple CRTs. Um, where are you based? I'd, I'd donate them to you for your shows. And I thought in my head, that's very, very nice of you to offer. We appreciate that very much. But I thought, I don't know if Tom really wants any more CRTs Mate, littering his house. I've got eight tellies. I, I need to get rid of them. I need to get rid of them somehow because I just can't have tellies all over the house anymore. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, but so that's what I got for the Dreamcast at the event. I also picked up another couple of things. I will. I'll, I'm going to bore you with them, Ross. You've got no choice. Um, mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance games. I got Monster Truck Madness, Duke Nukem Advance, and a shmup called Phalanx, which is quite cool. A bit like R Type. Uh, I also saw on one of the stalls a Game Boy, well, a standard Game Boy cartridge, which I assumed was uh, the unreleased Game Boy Color version of Resident Evil, because that's what it says on the on the back. And then when I got right. it home and plugged it into my uh, Game Boy Advance, uh, it was actually Resident Evil Gaiden. So that was a bit. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, is that is that like turn-based one? Is that no? It's like a side-scrolling shooter, like top-down. Oh, is it? Like, yeah, you just oh, never played that. Yeah, it's, it's not. What I, I mean, it's a good game in its own right, but it's not the game I was expecting it to be. So I was a bit annoyed about that. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I picked up from Play Expo. It was just a great event. There's so many different podcasts in the UK. I, I don't know what it's like over in Japan. Uh, obviously, podcasts are kind of like ubiquitous. You can get them wherever you are. But there's a massive community in the UK uh, of podcasters and people who make content. And we all kind of know each other. And every time we go to these events, everyone turns up with like their T-shirts on. And everyone wants to do a, a guest host podcast or a video. So me and Rob got interviewed by a couple of different YouTube channels. Uh, for mm. you know, at the Dreamcast Junkyard booth, um, there was a. Have you heard of RGDS? That's um, RGGD, uh, RGDS Retro Gaming Discussion Show. Is that the one that their logo looks like one of the old Commodore sixty four Hit Squad? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, and there's a guy with a very thick like London accent. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've listened to a few of them. Yeah, so uh, all those guys were down there. There's guys from Ten Pence Arcade. Uh, the other podcast I sometimes co-host, uh, Maximum Power Up, they were down there. Um, yeah, I listened to that. That's yeah, cool. there's loads of loads of cool uh, people down there, and all the retro collect people. The, the retro community in the UK is very, very. Even though it's quite large, it's, everyone knows each other. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, it, that was really cool to see everybody as well. And, uh, no, I think yeah. I think you'd be surprised, like. It's it's bigger, I think, than it is in in Japan. Although, like, there's more shops where you can buy and stuff. There's get, video games aren't as big as you think they are. Bef- like before coming to Japan, before I came here, 
I was expecting to be talking to any random guy, and he'd have, assuming he'd have an interest in video games. But yeah. to be honest, very, very, very few people have any interest. Most, most of them played when they were like teenagers, but I, I've almost never met anyone who, I've, when I've struck up conversations with people in bars or at my school. Um, other than students, I very rarely meet anyone who's still into playing games as an adult. I guess they're just too busy and working and stuff. But yeah, does this? Um, I think it's for people like me who don't obviously live in Japan. People like outsiders who look in. There's like this kind of almost mythical kind of air around the country. Like everyone's going to be like really into games, and it's all going to be like uh, like everyone's going to be into like anime and stuff. And then, as you probably know, because you, you're living there now, when you get there, it's totally not like that. Is that right? Well, yeah, and I and I understand that completely because that's exact that's exactly me. Like seven years ago, that's what I was expecting, and it's yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not at all like that. Like okay, you go to Akihabara and a few places in Tokyo, and you think, wow, oh look at all these arcades. It's not like that in most average cities in Japan. It's it's just. I mean, if, if anything, I'd say kids in Japan nowadays are playing consoles. Well, it's been seven years since I've been in the UK um, living anyway so I'm not sure I'm, maybe I'm out of touch but I think I think kids most of them are still into playing like common consoles aren't they yeah, yeah. most of them right well in, in Japan nowadays it's very few of, of the students I speak to they're all playing smartphone games or maybe 3DS or Vita it's very rare I I mean in a class it might be like one or two or three kids who have a PS4 or their dad's got a PS4 but it's not at all like it was when I was a kid in the UK, anyway, when when almost everyone had a console or gaming PC or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, and I, it's, it's yeah, it's nothing like I expected to be, to be honest. No. Okay, well uh, now we've uh, deconstructed Japanese culture for our listeners. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move on to our first topic of discussion, and that is that there is a new there's a new game for the Dreamcast that you can play right now for free. Uh, don't get too excited; it's not like some big like humongously over the top 3D game although there is one coming we'll talk about that in a minute uh, this one is called Hanky Alien DC Ross talk to me about Hanky Alien DC <laughs> uh, what can I say it's a <laughs> I haven't played it yet to be honest it looks like a Space Invaders clone for Dreamcast am uh, I right that's exactly what it is yeah you got it in one that's that's weird oh, um, well I, I did think I did see it on the blog the other day <laughs> Yeah, basically, uh, Hanky Alien DC is the work of a lone coder called Anthony512, or Anthony512, I hope I got that right. Um, he is a member of the DC Emulation Forums, and he's been working on this homebrew Space Invaders game for quite some time, I believe, looking at his uh, his website and, uh, mm. and the, the thread on DC Emulation. And it was, I think it was really just a, a kind of, you know, a mess about project for himself, more than anything. Mm. But he's kind of finished it now. Oh, it's, it's like 95% complete. I think he still needs to put sound in it or something. But uh, mm. if you go to his uh, his website, which is uh, simianzombie.com, uh, mm. he, uh, he's released it for free. As a, just as a, a, like a download. You can play it on the Dreamcast SD, SD card reader. Or he's mm. going it onto a disc. He is actually quite. Uh, <laughs> even though he's managed to create a game from scratch, he does say that you know it's been a while since I burned a disc for my Dreamcast, so I'm not actually <laughs> sure how to do it anymore. <laughs> so he's a, he's a man after my own heart, to be honest, because I'm uh, pretty shit when it comes to like burning discs and that kind of thing. Again, it's mainly because I use Macs, uh, as I keep saying on these podcasts, and Macs are not very friendly when it comes to burning Dreamcast bootable discs. Uh, but yeah. Ant 512 or Ant 512 has created this game, Hank Alien DC, 
and yeah, if you uh, if you download it and put it onto your uh, your uh, what's it called um, SD card. GDMU. GDMU what's the other one called H no 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 what's the other one? There's GDMU is the one I've got and then there's one other USBMU or something like that yeah something yeah, like that yeah yeah so um, there's a link just there you can click on it download it as a like a ROM and just uh, yeah play a bit of Space Invaders on your Dreamcast it's very, uh, very yeah accurate. check that out yeah yeah so, uh, I was actually quite surprised um we were talking because we've been talking a lot about indie games recently. I had a look, um, like doing a quick search of other indie games, seeing if I'd missed anything. And there's actually quite a few that I didn't even realise existed. I don't know if you did or if our listening listeners have heard of it, but you know, um, what's it called? Jumping Jazz? What's it called? Jack Jazz Rabbit or something? Do you, do you know the game I'm talking yeah, about? I it was do. a PC game. Yeah, I do. Someone yeah. ported that to a Dreamcast about six years ago, or whatever, and it went completely under the radar. But it's there. Yeah, to download. Were you aware of that? I, now you mention it, I, I was aware of it. Yeah, there's, there's so many. Yeah. There, there are so many games. Yeah. That just, that kind of, and like, there's also we were talking about how um, um, Xenocide will probably be the first 3D indie release. Well, there's already been one. Um, Aaron actually wrote about it. I did a search on the, the DC Junkyard blog, and Aaron wrote about it. It's like a, I forgot. I've forgotten the name again, but it's like a Marble Madness um, or Monkey Ball style oh, um, clone game. Is it Neverball? Neverball, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've never heard or played that one either. Yeah, um, there's a guy on the Facebook group called um, Martin K, who does all mm. the. He, he's a guy who supplied us with the, um, you know, the P- Propeller Arena uh, repos yeah. to, to give away in that competition recently. Um, mm. He he does, you know, he creates discs and puts his own art on them, and then creates like DVD box style cases, and then just like sends me random stuff in the post all the time. And he sent me a copy of that Neverball. It's actually quite good. Uh, it is mm. basically, it's basically monkey ball without the monkeys. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's quite cool. I thought it did look good, and then there was also Gianna Sisters too. Oh I yeah, think. great Gianna Sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot out there. That I, I didn't. Well, that I think uh, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I think a lot of people flew under our radar and we didn't even realise it. So yeah, and a, it's all free. So check it out. Yeah, there's again talking about Martin. He sent me uh, a, a load of stuff uh, a couple of months back. Um, just you know, CDRs. Of random games, and there was a couple. There's one called, I think it's called, I don't know how you pronounce it, I think it's called Squirix or something. And he basically this like rabbit thing that runs along, and it's like stupidly difficult 2D side scrolling platform game mm. where everything you touch just kills you. But it's really nice. <laughs> I think it's, it looks like it might be like an old Amiga game or something, but re, mm. remade for the Dreamcast. Um, there's another thing called Copper Swapper, which is like a, it's like a match the pairs game. No, I've not heard of that. There's loads, mate. There's so many things that we just never, there's too much to actually like. You know, document it all because mm. if the Dreamcast Junkyard was like either of our full time jobs, I'm sure we could, but it's not, so so we can't. So we have to just give things fleeting mentions when we uh, when we remember them. Um, yeah. yeah. And Volga the Viking, I've been playing that. I've I've got to the fourth world. Review incoming, but it's just taking a while for me to actually nice. complete it because it's so bloody hard. Yeah, that's that'd be cool because I, do you know, there's I think Aaron mentioned it on the last podcast, but. There's actually no like real reviews of the Dreamcast version. It's all kind of like this game's coming to the Dreamcast, yay! And then everyone's just kind of yeah. right it's here now, bye. So. Well, like I guess I mean it's just read a review for any other format and then imagine it in 480p lower resolution and maybe slightly slower, like slightly lower frame rate, and yeah. that's it basically. 
So you don't need to do a review now, then, do you? Yeah, that's my review. <laughs> Read someone else's review, then take into consideration it's in 480p and the frame rate's not quite as high. There you go. Done. Done, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, like, indie and homebrew, uh, there is another game which is coming soon, which we've both played. And it's very impressive. Well, I thought it was very impressive. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. This game is called In the Line of Fire. And it comes from a three-man team uh, comprising of a guy called Wilson, uh, another guy called Phenom, and a guy called Richard. And they have created what is essentially the Dreamcast's first indie first-person shoot-em-up. And the demo that we've played features the first level, or what I perceive to be the first level, where you are in a, a bank and must prevent a heist from taking place. Uh, I am quite excited about this as a prospect, you know, for what the rest of the game is going to look like and play like. Um, as I say, we've both played it. Um, the game was actually announced probably about five or six months ago, because I remember we had a story of it of, about it on the junkyard when it was just the image of the clown's faces. You remember that when it was just the the character yeah, models? I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that and thinking, meh. <laughs> Yeah. That's, this is another project that will never get started nothing will happen with that but here we are a few months later and they've made some really impressive progress to be fair yeah yeah. I, I need to give a massive shout out to uh, Stephen Robinson from Dreamcast Hub because as I, as I keep mentioning I'm sorry about this I, I'm boring myself saying this but because I use Apple Macs I can't use emulators because they don't work because they're shit um, but what uh, what Stephen did was he packaged up the, the ROM of In the Line of Fire with an emulator and sent it to me via Google Docs or whatever it was or Dropbox and I used it on my girlfriend's laptop and it ran surprisingly well so thanks to Stephen for that but yeah I was I was actually really impressed with the game running in a Dreamcast emulator I believe that you can get it running on a an actual Dreamcast as well if you've got the, the nows to, uh, to do that and burn a bootable disc there is a YouTube video of the guys running it on a Dreamcast so it does work um, but as I say, myself and you ran it as well on the emulator, didn't you, Ross? I did. I did. I didn't bother burning a disc. Yeah. I just, did you, um, um, well, actually, you you sent me what um, Stephen sent you, so I got like the sloppy thirds on that one. <laughs> sloppy thirds. Yeah. Um, did you play using a um, a, key, a keyboard and mouse, or did you use the uh, controller? I used a 360 controller. Did you? Right. Cool. Yeah. Because I used yeah. the uh, I set up the keyboard to, to like. Ah. Control, so it was a bit. It wasn't. I couldn't really control it amazingly well, but I like the way that it's a first-person shooter. But you also get that kind of. It switches to a third-person view, and you can like tag enemies and then that was cool. Execute them, yeah, with a, a button press. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. You like like peek, but peek. What is? Oh no, no. It goes in. It go, What did I think? I think it's going to be almost like. Um, uh, in Watch Dogs, where you can hack security cameras. I think. I think yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. just a demonstration of what it. What it's going to be, I think, in the proper game, you're going to be able to like choose maybe a, a camera, and then from that camera, you can move your cursor over the various enemies, and then you press a button, and your character will come out and automatically take them down quickly. Yeah, like um... which is quite cool to see something like that's a feature, like the kind of sort of kind of kind of features we've seen in modern games, and then put it onto a. Dreamcast indie game. I thought that was quite cool. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it was, it's almost like not anachronistic, but it's kind of taking like the old games. It's taking the old system and adding new game like development techniques to it. You know, like new features. Because imagine like you know when Stormwind came out, and then you're mm. playing it, and you get like it's almost like you've got like trophies or or achievements. And yeah, Volga like, the Viking also has. Yeah, achievements. yeah, yeah. 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 So it's it's like, nice to see, isn't it? That's cool because they've they've applied a modern 
twist to you know an old system. You don't because when you play Dreamcast games, you don't you don't even take into consideration things like achievements or trophies or anything. Mm. So that was a nice thing to see. And uh, yeah, uh, for those people listening to us waffle and have not seen the game, if you just go to the Dreamcast Junkyard or to Dreamcast Hub, because uh, Stephen again he did a, an article on the game as well, and also Sega uh, Sega nerds have um, like sort of reblogged our article. Uh, but yeah, if you just go and type in in the line of fire, you'll see just how impressive this game looks. It almost has a, a look of I think it's actually better looking than Soldier of Fortune. Would, would you agree? Um, I, I'm to be honest, it's been a long time since I played Soldier of Fortune. My memory, my memory of it, which is probably not not as good as how it looks now, yeah. would say no. But maybe I just haven't played it in long in such a long time that yeah. I can't remember. But it definitely looked very good, especially for a Dreamcast. No, not even for an indie game, just for a Dreamcast game. It looked yeah, yeah. very good. Um, I think it's important to mention that it is at the very, very early stages still of development. I mean, they've spent a lot of time on the engine, and you can see they've made some great progress, but the the demo is maybe 10 minutes, and it's very rough, very incomplete. There's no... Um, there's barely... There's next to zero enemy AI yet. Hmm. Um, it just kind of run towards it, you. It's by it? no means, yeah. They just run towards you and start hitting you, and that's it. That's it. That's all they do. So, yes, I think it's really promising, and it's a great achievement that they've um, done so much in this time. But I, I, I think it's a bit too early to, for anyone to be saying, "Oh, this game's amazing. It's definitely going to be great." I mean, I hope it will be, and I'm, I'm sure the team are capable of doing it. But it's not there yet that I can say that. All I can say is they've made a what looks like a really good foundation and we'll see how it develops from here did you see the um, you know when you when you kind of go and you can like look out the windows into the street below yeah that's um, cool did, yeah. did you see the um, one of the uh, one of the notice boards on the other side of the road is the barber you know the barber, barber? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a really nice touch so yeah we've uh, we've actually got the barber into a game so that was uh, that was mm. quite cool and uh, yeah hopefully that will be I think it's going to be a kickstarter it'll be hitting kickstarter sometime in the near future and yeah, hopefully it'll you know get a bit more traction than something like Xenocider did because yeah. I think it really deserves to be funded. Are they planning on um, making the tools and engine available for the community to use? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it would be that'd be good because obviously the guys from Elysian Shadows are going to be doing that. Can you imagine it, the the amount of power that would give to indie developers mm-hmm. on the Dreamcast? You've got this amazing 3D engine. You've got the, the Elysian Shadows engine, like this. How many more tools do you want to create like great games? Really? Mm. Yeah, because I mean, something like that. If they announced, I mean, you know, what I'm like with Kickstarters, especially recently. I'm very cautious, and I don't really want to give money until the game's finished. But if they if they announced something like that and said, okay, we're gonna give, we're gonna give all these tools and 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 then by you know, I don't feel like we're entitled to it. They made it. It's up to them what they do with it. But I'm just saying, if they did that as part of the Kickstarter, that would definitely help persuade me to back it if i mean because at that point even if they make a terrible game at least you know hey these these what they the, the engine and the tools are going to be available for the community to continue with in the future so yeah yeah like an extra kind of incentive to uh to yeah make it. yeah yeah cool i actually backed something on kickstarter the other day um it was it's got nothing to do with games but it's not it's very loosely based on games it's uh have you heard of mr biffo the guy who yes, digitizer. he digitizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I backed his. Uh, he's doing a. It's like a. Um, 
it's a it's a series a web series based on like the oddities of VHS and VHS content. Huh. It just looks really bizarre. So I do like his stuff like on Digitizer. So I, I back that. Uh, He's hilarious. He's very unique in the way he writes, isn't he? Yeah, right. I actually tried to get him before he restarted Digitizer 2000 online. Uh, I was chatting to him quite a lot on Facebook, and I uh, I asked him if he'd do a, a like a guest article for the Junkyard, to which he agreed. And I'm still waiting yeah. to uh, to get anything from him, so I might have to give him a nudge and say, "Oi, Biffo, where's the article you said you were going to do ages ago?" Yeah. Actually, now saying that, he's uh, he's actually now just started doing a, a column anti for Retro Gamer every month, so. He's probably going to want paying for it now, and unfortunately, I don't have the funds. Unless more people want to back us on Patreon, and then I can give him the money from you to write an article for us. Don't know, just trying to sell it to you. You know, is that a hard sell? I don't know. Uh, right, cool. So yeah, in the line of fire should be coming soon. Keep an eye out for yeah, that. Keep an eye on that definitely. Yeah. Um, something else I wanted to quickly just mention is that uh, we are updating the Dreamcast Junkyard Top 200 Games list. If you go on the website now or on the blog, uh, in the little ribbon just underneath the uh, the main header, you'll see top 200. If you click on that, it'll take you to the page that Aaron, the Gang of Man Foster, created a couple of years ago now, where he got votes from you, the, uh, the great Dreamcast game-buying public, uh, to find out what our favourite Dreamcast games were. He took, he took actually ages to do that. He put so much effort into it, and I can't thank him enough for doing that and the, the amount of work he did. You know, shouldn't be underestimated. However... Mike has taken it upon himself. Mike, the master of lists, the uh, author of the, the band, the outlawed Dreamcast Junkyard Collector's Guide, has uh, taken it upon himself to uh, collate a new 2016 list of greatest games, which will you know, take into consideration all of the new games released thus far in the, uh, the last uh, couple of years since the last list was compiled. Top and 200, yeah? Again, top 200, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're also including like indie games and homebrew games, anything you want. I've had a look at some of the forms that have been submitted and there's some interesting stuff in there. Like somebody actually voted for the uh, Exploder cheat disc, you know, the one that lets you play oh, yeah. hot games. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. anything goes, put it in if you want it. You know, if, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's something that runs on the Dreamcast, chuck it in. You know, there's no limit. Yeah, like a, a few questions we've had. Someone asked if they could choose um, the NES emulator and yeah, yeah of course yeah, yeah. NES yeah. emulator or even a Bleem CD or something yeah that's oh, yeah. anything um, goes and then also this is a question I asked but I'm sure other people are wondering about it um, I asked Mike would um, for example Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2 votes for those two games would they be separated and would you, or would they be combined and just Shenmue as, an, as a, uh, a whole entity would be represented on the list. Mike said he wasn't sure, but I get the impression that stuff like Virtual Tennis 1 and 2, Shenmue 1 and 2, um, those types of sequels where it's just an update, the NFL 2K series, NHL 2K series, I get the feeling that they will be condensed into one. Yeah, in the, in the no? other list, in, in the same list, in the, the list that's on the site now, uh, what mm. Aaron did was he actually just combined them, so Sonic Adventure 1 and 2... Mm. I, Shen me one and two. I think so. Anyway, uh, I could just have a look, but um, yeah, but yeah, get voting. We've had you know hundreds and hundreds of votes already, and also as an extra added incentive, one person will win the uh, the trademarked mountain of crap, which we are currently compiling. All of us from the junkyard have just been sort of saying. Right. Yeah, I've got some random shite I'll chuck in. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got loads of random shite here people can have, you know. So uh, yeah, get voting because one person will be getting a box in the post 
full of shit not literal shit Dreamcast related shit but uh, yeah that's something to uh, look forward to and as I say an added incentive uh, one other thing I forgot to mention Ross uh, a game I've been playing on the PS4 oh. sorry I've just, it's just sprung back into my mind some, for some reason WRC 6 ah uh, uh, yeah I see you posting about that yeah yeah so you, you saw me stinking up your timeline on Facebook with my video you did yeah, <laughs> what, uh, rally games oh no thanks <laughs> I, I bought uh, an Elgato game capture uh, the other day just so I could record like HD footage from the PS4 and the Retron, and I plugged my um, my Dreamcast into it to see if it'd work, and it does. So, how did you plug your Dreamcast into? Is it got a VGA port? It's got, I think, it's got like an AV in port, and you get this like extra cable, uh-huh. which is for it's meant to be for uh, the component, but it also mm. doubles up as a composite. So if you plug the yellow one into the red yeah. socket, uh, it lets video pass through into it. So that's quite cool. It's really good for taking screenshots as well. I found it takes really really high res screenshots. So that's quite cool. Because um, the thing I was using before was like a little USB dongle, which was just crap. It was just really interlaced video, and that's why most of the screenshots in the junkyard looked like just looked terrible because they were being used. I was using this like USB thing that I plugged into the back of the computer. But the no, ones I use always look good because I just steal them off Google Images. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do try to add some of our own original content every now and then, but uh, generally just fall back on Google. But I didn't say that, right? Um, and how is the game anyway? You didn't even. You didn't... It's brilliant, yeah. I've put a, I put a video up on my uh, YouTube channel, of my first impressions. Watch it, Ross. Don't be will, uh, yeah, I will do, yeah. yeah, will do. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really good. And actually, I've been playing one other game a, a hell of a lot. I've played this game more than any other game since I was at university. My seven years in Japan, I've not played a game this much. Something called Rust on PC. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been completely addicted to it. Like any second, I'm not working. I'm in front of my computer playing Rust. Um, it's it's like a survival. It's a survival game where you're like you have to find um, wood and stones and different metal ores, and then you can process those and make buildings out of them. And then there's other people on the map. All multiplayer who want to like craft C4 and explosives and they want to try and destroy parts of your base to get in and steal your steal your stuff and you want to do the same to them. It's uh yeah, it's a really good game. Sounds a bit shit that to be honest. So far in the last week <laughs> the last week I've played it fifty five hours. Wow. Maybe just over a week, but yeah, fifty five wow. hours is crazy. It's really good. Um one other thing that I forgot to mention as well, a guy called James Dunn, he brought me a copy of Hellgate, you know, the unreleased game from the Dreamcast, that bike yes. bike game. He bought it to me at Play Expo. Um, and because we are planning a, a dedicated episode of the DreamPod, just focusing mm-hmm. solely on unreleased games, I thought that it might be worth mentioning that because it was a promising-looking game. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yet to give it a, a proper playthrough, but I believe Aaron did a look at it on the Dreamcast Junkie a few, uh, probably a few years ago now. Uh, yeah, I'll be getting uh, stuck into that. And, yeah, so when did that get released? It didn't get released. No, no, I mean, when did the the incomplete version get? Oh, it would have been about 2013, maybe now. Um, but it oh. kind of, it, it was it was leaked, and then everyone was like, lost the shit, and then everyone kind of forgot about it, so it is available. Mm. Uh, but I've never really like, looked much into it. Um, I believe PC Wizard did a video on it as well, on, you know, in his um, series, uh, the games that, oh, what is it? Shit. Sorry, PC, if you're listening to this. The games that never were. His yeah, YouTube yeah. series that I keep posting about on the junkyard. 
Yeah, they're all great yeah, watch they those, yeah. Really good. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, Ross, I think we've waffled for long enough now. I'm hoping that this is going to record, because if it doesn't, I'm going to be very pissed off. I might throw my iMac through the window. Um, well, it's okay. We've had a nice conversation. <laughs> we have indeed. And hopefully, the girls and boys listening have enjoyed us, uh, have enjoyed listening to us waffle. Um, listen to this, Ross. Listen, can you hear this? Can you hear that? Yes. That yeah. right, is because um, I'm a bit of a wanker. I bought a an aluminium mouse mat to go with my aluminium right. keyboard. And whenever I move my mouse around, it sounds like I'm dragging girders across the floor. And so, if you could hear that throughout the uh, the podcast, that's what it was. I I'm didn't a, hear it, but uh, I'm a proper Apple wanker me now, aren't I? That Can't sounds you? like a <laughs> thing to that. <laughs> <laughs> what a pretentious wanker! Hope you're happy with yourself. Uh, I'm not. I feel really dirty. I need to go and get a really shit Pentium two PC just to bring myself back down to reality. Uh, right. Well, anyway. that'd be a, that'd be a more advanced gaming system than Wee- your current Mac. <laughs> right <laughs> that'll do for this episode of the Dreamcast Junkyard Dream Pod uh, thank you very much for listening you can find us on Twitter at the DC Junkyard you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com the Dreamcast Junkyard and groups the Dreamcast Junkyard and also on the internet at large at www.thedreamcastjunkyard.co.uk uh, Ross can be found on the Facebook group again being offensive to people I can be found on Twitter at Tom Lee C and thank you once again to all of our people on Patreon who support the, the podcast and keep it free of advertising and things uh, it really helps uh, so if you want to you know pledge to Patreon even if it's just a dollar even if it's only for one month you know it all helps helps us to pay the server costs for the podcast and uh, yeah we, we appreciate it massively uh, is there anything else you wanted to add at the end Ross? Um, no I think that's it yeah. okay then uh, it's nice and sunny here so I'm going to go outside for a bit so uh, yeah let's uh, let's do one and uh, thank you very much for listening goodbye see you later guys please stop this disc now 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 now